Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to the first episode of RLSH 2.0 Radio here on Anchor. And I am your guest, Dark Defender. And with me tonight, um, I have Citizen Tiger, who is a real-life superhero. And hey, Citizen Tiger, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you, you know, what you are and what you do? Well, um, I'm a lot of things, uh, but I am a real-life superhero based out of Indiana. Uh, I try and wear many hats and do things from uh, river cleanups to homeless handouts to safety patrols to emergency response. I try and do everything. Okay. And you already mentioned the name of your organization that you're with, right? No, I have not. Um, I am a member of the Extreme Justice League, or XJL, if you ever see the patch. Um, it's primarily based out of San Diego, but we have many chapters all over the country, uh, up to, but not including, honorary members, just like yourself. Okay, and yeah, and I just to let everyone know, um, this was actually m- mentioned previously in a um, previous podcast um, last month, but um, I'm also a member, an honorary member of the Extreme Justice League. So, and honestly, I'm proud to be part of that family. And well, you uh, you came on our uh, the um, Super Yourself podcast with Dark Guardian and me uh, to do the Black History Month episode, and uh, you're a fellow XJL or in my book, so I owed you one. I'm happy to be here, <laughs> and I'm definitely glad to have you. And hopefully, we can you know have more um, episodes where, you know, I might, you know, pull you in and, you know, share some thoughts, opinions, tips, or anything else down the road. So, um, the RLSH community, um, what's it about? And, and, you know, what, 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 like, what do you think it's about? And, um, like how far back do you think that you can like trace it from? As well, far as you know, I can I can either give you history or I can go back as far as I have experienced. Which would you like? <laughs> Both of you can squeeze it in. <laughs> well, there's a once you get involved in the community and and you sift through the truths and facts and and not facts and spins, uh. Uh, I would trace it back to, well, it wouldn't be, you know, Facebook or any modern thing we have. It goes back to before my time uh, as an RLSH into um, MySpace and message boards, in fact. Right. Um, But uh, if I were to describe the community, for the most part, we have a lot of great people and they may not always agree. Some of them might be a little entitled. But all in all, it's, it's something you can learn from, whether it be something to do or what not to do or how not to be, how not to act. I learned more from, you know, those like old superhero and uh, uh, impact, impacts 
and I still talk frequently and he's constantly reining me in his back must be so, uh, very sore from that. In fact, uh, you know, Knight and, and, and some of the other XJL members, but you know, I, I, I would love more people in the community. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's also a bad side and it was talked about on a podcast I listened to this morning on the way to work and that's on heroes 101. Right. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, I was on there last night. Yeah. I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> I and, almost forgot about that because I came in at the very last bit of it. <laughs> so, you know, I I'll, I'll just refer people to that podcast and uh, you know, leave the loonies and the um not so good people uh to be referenced from that episode or the concept of it at least right right of course and 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 you know yeah i've definitely um expressed in the past about you know how you know there are some ups and downs but for the most part we do like you said have a have a lot of good people in the community and I mean, because when I came along, you know, I came along back, uh, golly, um, well, I didn't really come on Facebook until a little bit later on, but uh, the CEO and president of the XJL, Mr. Extreme, he helped pretty much train me from back in 09, but I didn't officially start until 2012. So, and I can honestly say that him and anybody um, from back then and now is is good. You just got to iron it out, I guess you could say, you know, did you, you know, pick, pick the good, pick the good apples from, you know, the so on and so forth. <laughs> but yes, sir. But with that, um, so, um, how long would you say you've been doing this now all together now counting this year? I, I want to say it's been eight years, eight years that I'm that I'm going into nine. So, be, a, so a little less of a decade, almost. Yeah, yeah. But do do you count my time as you know, um, with the U.S. Army? Do you count my time with the Boy Scouts? Do you count you know where where do we really start? Because right. you know a lot of people are like I've been doing this behind the scenes for a long time. You just never saw me, or or but I can legitimately say I can say everything. Besides the things and life experiences I've had, that tiger was always been there. Mm-hmm. I just needed to have the courage to act on it. You know, I, I had that that mindset that that um, and as I, you know, I learned a lot of skills from that. And um, I've been uh, uh, never looking back since. Right. Right, I can understand that. Yeah, and and and, and what what about your RLSH name? You know, to to, to uh, tell me about that. How how did how Citizen Tiger really come to be? Well, believe it or not, it started with my first child, my baby girl. Uh-huh. Um, she had a fascination for tigers. She got a little toy. It was on, you know, her blanket and a couple other things. We went with an animal theme, but some of her toys then eventually went to her brother and the tigers just stuck through her brother and then her youngest brother. So all three of my kids did this. And I started because of my, my children, when my daughter found a, a drug needle 
a heroin needle on the side of the road and called it a treasure. That's when I know the neighborhood had gone to crap when I wasn't paying attention. Oh, wow. And, uh, um, you know, I, they, because I'm, I'm very, I'm a very hands-on father. Um, I'm home with them every evening. I help them with their homework. I've, I've given them basically every bath in their life, um, feed them every night. Uh, so it was going to be hard for me to not tell them. So I just told them and I wanted them to be a part of the process. Right. And that way, if they owned part of that process, they might be more apt to not go tell, you know, the kids at school and whatnot, because it's something I kind of, with, with the occupation my wife has, it's not a good idea for some of the activities to get out. And that, that's also why I kind of walk. Some people have asked me why I walk kind of in both worlds with my activities. Well, simple answer is more hands make light work yeah. and inspiring others can happen in both worlds. Yeah. Uh, and in yeah. some activities, it's hard to break, especially fundraising. It's hard to break the orbit of the RLSH world. That's true. And, and if you want something to go viral, you know, to help raise money for a cause, especially if it's something you're doing yourself, um, it's one of the main reasons I've gotten more comfortable kind of sharing certain aspects of it to the civilian life. And it's not that I'm trying to alter what happened. It's just that, you know, simple Google search can find the same picture. So if I'm sharing the same pictures, it's going to be an easy find. Right. That That's true too. I, I can definitely understand that as well. And so honestly, sometimes, um, but sometimes it's even hard to really, because uh, I've experienced this myself, but sometimes it's kind of hard to live a double life and, and trying to keep all the sage life and civilian life separate. Sometimes it just mixes in and, uh, you know, because, you know, back in the day of RLSH, you know, there was a lot of the original, um, like a, a lot of the original um, participants who were, you know, trying to keep both lives separate. But, you know, in this new modern age, it's a little hard to, to do that now, you know, but it's... You know, I, some surprisingly are able to actually, you know, do it. But then you got the majority who can't 100 percent. Um, I know I know I know when I first started out as a rookie, you know, I <laughs> I was not the best judge of character then. But thanks to some ideal training and stuff, I was able to really harness that. But. It's a very common problem. And one of the bigger problems that people have is not only the inability to read people through a text format um, and only see video from, um, from, from on a plate. Uh, you only see what they want you to see. Um, right. You know, it's, it's really hard. And that's, that's why I would, that's why I really like going to uh, Chicago hope and, and, and the people that I've worked, like physically gone to see, you know, out here in wow. Indiana, we don't have many RLSH, which is why I was excited when animal moved to the area. Um, oh, yeah. 
because you develop those bonds, you get to see the real person. You know, it's oh, you can read body language and I won't say facial expressions, but you do outside the mask. But, uh, you know, and, <laughs> and it's those bonds that really I think we need more of in the community. Because when when you go out and get in the trench with another person like Chicago, you know, one year we did a, a 10 mile underneath Chicago. And then last year we did 13 Right. And, and when you go through that experience and, and that triumph at the same time, I mean, it's not going to fix the, you know, the homeless problem of Chicago, but the effort and the length uh, from beginning to end of not only gathering all those materials, I mean, it was a U-Haul full, um, but then the conclusion of it, and then everybody's just so tired. And, and we always go to this pizza place afterwards where, where the deep dish was born and we bond over that. And, you know, it, it's, it was, it was amazing. I mean, Dan, or I'm sorry, Patrioteer puts, uh, and his brother Wraith put, put on a heck of an event and, and seeing it go from six people. No, no, it was about 10 people, uh, to what was it? 32. I think so. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I do want to tell our audience um, um, what Citizen Tiger is actually talking about. There, there is a um, event that I would say happens annually, but you can ha- honestly, honestly, I think you can have more than one throughout the year. Um, but you want a history lesson that you were asking for? Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Mister Extreme. Vigilante Spider uh, had the idea of hope. And Razorhawk, I believe, was either there at the time or shortly thereafter. But Razorhawk took the ball and ran with it. They had the first hope out in San Diego, and several others have sprang up, come and went, and come back to. Um, there are and many. And that was an acronym of something, too, right? Yes. And you're going to kick me, but I, I can't remember that acronym right now. It's been a long day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hope is the acronym for um, Homeless Outreach Program Effect, I believe is what it's called. Oh, you got me. <laughs> you know, it's, but, it's in it. It was such a great event, that first one, that, that it, it just, it's a lot of large scale homeless outreaches are just called hopes. And, and, yeah. I've had this conversation with many and I'd love to hear feedback on it, maybe for a future episode, but I don't think anybody owns hope at this point. It's just, bec- it's just what it's called now. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause um, yeah. Cause f- from my understanding, Razorhawk turned into a 501c3. Um, and the idea was to contact Razorhawk and tell him, Hey, I want to do a hope event in such and such area. And I think he would give you the funding to get supplies for like tents, sleeping bags, hygiene products, and any other stuff that can be essential for someone. And unfortunately he had trouble raising funds to do that. I don't believe the 501 C three is still going, but I do believe he has a huge heart and I do still think he contributes. Um, I, you know, he has his, um, is a t-shirt and cosplay stuff that company that I believe portions of it go towards the type of thing. Hero gear designs, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, and I, I I think you know the the way I honestly heard about hope, you know, um, okay, was through the original RLS Hates documentary that was done by HP uh, HBO with uh, Peter Tangent, mm-hmm. and and you know the and but um, but but just a little bit prior to learning about the documentary there was one other rlsh that caught my attention to be a real life superhero because as a kid you know i always you know i had this idea and dream of, of, becoming, of becoming a superhero and for a long time it literally like fizzled into a wet firecracker but i stayed with the idea for a long time until i was watching good morning america and um for for um how can I put this? Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not really going to say 100% who the person is, um, but um, a, a lot of us in the RLSH community knows who he is due to a certain incident that happened up in Seattle. But that guy was actually the first person. But I tried to reach out to him, couldn't get him. I reached out to Mr. Extreme. Boom. But after watching the documentary is when I began to really see it. Yeah, I even got I even got the DVD that was originally on Amazon, but I don't think it's there. So, if you're listening to this and you want to try to find the the, um, the superheroes documentary on Amazon, I can guarantee you right now it might not be in stock. <laughs> I can, I can, I can, I, mine was like third. Mine was like third to the last. Copy. I'm not gonna lie, it was so, that movie that that kind of brought it all together for me. Like, I already have the training. I just need to get back in shape and 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 get to it, and I. I've made that a priority, Um, but I won't lie. uh, I wasn't, I wasn't even a quarter as active as I am now until that Chicago hope. And, and I'll always be grateful to um, everybody that made that hope happen. And if they hear this, uh, uh, I hope they take that to heart and realize that, that, and and if others hear this, that if you can go to a hope, It will change things for you. It really will. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, see, I, I, I try to keep tabs on hope all the time. Whenever it's being posted on Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform, I, I try to keep tabs on it every time. Cause, you know, I drive and everything, and you know, I have my license and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm having to take care of some personal stuff as well as family stuff. So it's hard for me to get it's hard for me to get to those events because every year it comes out, I'm like, I really want to well, go that, so that badly. happened my first two years trying to get to it. And I almost let somebody talk me out of it. They were trying to downplay uh, helping the homeless and everything that goes into it um, uh, as if it were self-righteous. And I'm glad I didn't listen to that person. Right. It's the same here because um, I know that in Harrisonburg, there are some people who are pretty much like the same way. It's not and... all about fighting crime. Right. Exactly. No, 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 not at all. And and when someone here, like at, at least the majority of the people, the majority of people that I know or that I've talked to, when you first mention the word real life superhero, and you and you have someone that's really interested. The the one of the first things they're gonna think about is, oh, you fight crime like Batman. So, okay, first off, we don't do it like Batman. Okay, we're not gonna be c- 
coming off of a building and swooping down at every single time. No, it it, it don't work like that in real life. That's part of that's part of the why it's called real life superheroes. And so, um, but it, it's it's like you said earlier, it's it's, it's not about the fine. It's it's not always about the crime fighting. It's about you know helping others in need and just doing doing the best you can. And I would say having a heart to you know help people when you can and how you yes, can. Compassion and patience are going to be very important. Uh, and what you're doing yes but i do i do have an update the other day we were talking about the different hopes and the ones that were coming up now you said you wanted to uh discuss uh the hopes that are coming up yes yes and as a matter of fact um one of those hopes um is chicago right uh chicago is being talked about for uh, october this year that's still up in the air october Okay. All right. So the one that's, let me see. So there's that one. Portland's um, coming up. Trying to remember. Portland Hope. That's right. And that's one. That one's also being hosted by the PDX Iron Squadron, which is actually an affiliation of the Extreme Justice League. And that's primarily um, ran and, and hosted by um, Pixie Sticks and also Ace. And so. The Jedi Master. And, and so the. And yep, and yep, and Jedi Master, of course. And let's see, was there another hope? There's one that's well? hope like they just they've always done a meetup, and that's uh, Animal and Reverb. Uh, he and some of his former teammates uh, up in Michigan uh, get together. But um, mm-hmm. as of today, actually, that's been postponed for at least another 30 days. Right. And, um, Oh, that's yes. Yeah. I remember why. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And we'll actually talk about that here in in just a bit. Um, so, um, so where, where do you primarily operate out of like Uh, Huntington, Indiana, but, um, I travel a lot. I go down to Indy. Um, I'm in Fort Wayne quite a bit. We've done some outreach out there and then, uh, um, I'm not above going to my hometown of Flint, um, Lansing, Detroit, uh, areas like that. But primarily, I'm out of Huntington. Okay, okay, and and um, and and so what, um, like what is the, what? What's some of your best, um, like your most interesting moments as an RLSA? Well, thanks to Misfit and her Misfits for Life team. Uh, that raised money for St. Jude by doing the Warrior Dash. Um, during that, one of those instances I named earlier of um, uh, having to have a foot in both worlds and breaking the orbit of the RLSH world, um, I decided, and this is a true and funny story, uh, I never thought I would get above $100 in my campaign. Um, when I oh, said... Wow. If I hit $200, I will push my family sedan one mile. And the, all my buddies at the gym, you know, I talked to them uh, a week before I launched the campaign. And the Saturday after it launched, they went and talked to all their friends and family and, you know, gathered five, 10, 20 bucks here and there. And they came laughing at me because they, they put it in there while we were all at the gym that Saturday morning 
and I get a notification of you got two hundred dollars and everyone and I looked around because everybody started kind of giggling and uh yeah they're like you gotta push car a mile now <laughs> so then I had to actually go out and do it. Uh so I was oh, wow. I was pretty proud of that. Um but my my best moment would be uh a house fire at the end of the street. Uh uh there was a about a month. It was just before Thanksgiving, um, four years ago, uh, a house exploded and, uh, it shook the whole house. And my wife being a nine one one dispatcher, uh, for city and County knew exactly what to do. So she ran out the door with me and I ran down the street and I went to go knock on the neighbor's house. And, uh, basically the neighbors weren't even awake yet which blew my mind. But as I was waiting for them to come to the door, still pounding, I heard someone yelling for help. Now the entire second floor had been blown off of this house. And Mm. there were tiny flames because so much oxygen was dispersed in the explosion that it didn't have any to grow yet. And I had to break through a window, rip through a bunch of stuff. I mean, the whole house was tilted. None of the doors, you couldn't open anything. And then, and I don't know how he survived it, but he was basically blown with all the insulation and everything down uh, on into the middle of the first floor with all this stuff on top of him. So I had to rip all this stuff out, had to get him out. And when I started, it was cold and dark. But when I was just starting to get to the window to try to get him out, um, it was very bright and very hot. Um and that's when one of the police officers pulled up because his pant leg was getting caught uh, uh, on something inside. I couldn't see what it was. Uh, and we got him out of there. Um, but uh, he suffered fourth or third degree burns from basically the waist down. And I have, I have no doubt in my mind he would not be with us today. If, if I hadn't acted and had all the training and everything, it was kind of a eureka moment for me. Right, right. So how's he doing now? Is he okay? uh, well, you know, as good as he can for having being scarred horribly from the waist down, but he's he's happy. That's good. That, that, that's good. Cause, he's getting oof. getting his life back together, uh, getting job training, and he moved in with his sister down in Kentucky last I heard. Oh, okay. That's great. Oh, that's that's awesome. Okay, now, now, what um, what things have you know you found to have been like the most helpful in your journey thus far as being an RLSH? Hmm. The ability to self motivate and be disciplined, I would start with, but not everybody has that. So I'll go to, um having a want and then figuring out how to meet that want. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've learned many skills in my day, um, that helps me, but my greatest asset would be my physicality. And when I, when I first started, when my daughter found that needle, um, she brought it to me, sat on my lap because my wife was pushing me in a wheelchair at the time when the VA told me I would never walk again. Um, and uh, that was an unfortunate result of uh, a tree landing when I was a paratrooper. Now, going from that to pushing a car a mile to pulling a man out of a house, 
and being able to keep the mind. I mean, that is, it's, it was a culmination of realizing everything that I had fought for, learned uh, uh, all that time when everybody was out partying or whatever. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working out, I'm, I'm eating right. I'm raising my kids. I'm, I'm being a good neighbor and I'm helping people, which, you know, inches me along in that journey. But the end result is if I hadn't either, I would have been hurt there or many times in other ways before that, you know, you, you, you have to reflect back. So you have to, you know, figure out how you're going to do it. Do the best you can with what you got. Be patient, learn all you can. And one day you're going to be thankful. And then that, that thankfulness is going to launch you even further, just like Chicago hope did for me. Like, right. okay, these people aren't just pictures on a screen. They're hard workers and they're good people. And the relationships we built and the things they, they would tell me or, or inspire me or, or push me, you know, you know, sometimes when you're going through some stuff and you want to give up, sometimes it's just that one friend pushing you that, that can help and, and keep you moving. Yeah. And then when you look back at, from that Eureka moment, you're going to want to shake that guy's hand. Well, maybe after a month or two, you're going to want to shake that person's hand and say, thank you. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things that, you know, that I found, I find really um, inspiring about you because, you know, we, you and I have talked, you know, you know, off and on privately um, here, here of late. And, you know, of the, of the conversations we have are, I would say personally to me would be one motivational, two entertaining <laughs> and three, just, you know, good, good, good solid fun between guys and stuff you know and and you know it's 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 also it's it's there's so much negativity in the world you can't be negative you have to print it out it will literally drag you into it and you'll be negative too i i it's yeah i i I have moments i have weak moments um but i prune my facebook feed constantly so that it's gone you know and i will set people straight face to face if if something is right bothering me because if you let it fester it's just going to get worse but no i also enjoy our talks yeah um and i think a lot of people in the community you know uh i'm not doing it for some kind of control over people i just i'm i won't say muse but people need that pat on the back i'm a big believer in pats on the back because if they're doing good work sometimes I feel like if that pat doesn't happen, they might quit or they might slack or. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can definitely see that. And, and, you know, we, I mean, it's, and what you're doing out there with Anakin and shockwave, by the way, is very good work. I understand. Um, you guys have a mass law and I think people need to understand that. Yeah. But after, after our talk, uh, on our black history month, I was actually looking into that because remember how I was helping you with some of the laws in Indiana. So for, for your spreadsheet that you were working on, I found the yeah. origin of why the mass law started. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a yeah, it was <laughs> an anti-KKK of, yeah. measure. That mask. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I don't hate this law. This law is okay. This is a good law. <laughs> right. And and see, surprisingly, my hometown is Birmingham, Alabama, but I came to Harrisburg back in December of 2008. Now, Alabama is also a slave state, but surprisingly, there there are KKK oh, members down there, but there but there is and, no and for those listening, Dr. Right. And, and I still both have the punch a Nazi in the face challenge. Feel free to step up. <laughs> you can win a hundred bucks. I have yet to find one. <laughs> I have yet to find one. I I am trying to find one. I have it in my <laughs> lockbox on my dresser waiting anytime. Sorry, didn't mean to detract. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, no. It's okay. It's cool. It's cool. And um, and we, okay. So like, okay. So so with that, we'll be like, okay. I think you've already pretty much mentioned this part, but can you kind of explain in detail as like some of the biggest challenges challenges that you've like faced as a group, and you know how these problems have impacted you. Um, or the XJL? Well, I can't speak for the XJL as a whole, but you know, we're always having problems with uh-huh. resources. And, and if you go to the XJL website mm-hmm. and you feel like I, I really want to do something, but I can't, and you got five bucks laying around, right. there's a link there to donate. And, right. you know, I know you're trying to get off the ground too. Uh, anyone can go to the JAI, yeah. this man and his team. They're, they're worthy of your five bucks. Um, they'd really like a nonprofit status is what they're trying to go for because with a nonprofit status, uh, uh, any group or team can go out and solicit donations on their own. Right now I'm, I'm, I'm going to have, here's a great example. Uh, so the warrior dash caved and Spartan race allowed us, allowed me to finish what I had paid for, um, to do the Spartan race, which was immensely harder. And I don't know why I did it, but I still did. I, I committed and I did it. But <laughs> this year, you know, there's no warrior dash. You know, um, nobody knows they can raise money for St. Jude. And I got a memory on my Facebook feed that this is when I launched my campaign last year. So I got to mm-hmm. thinking, well, if I raised money on my own and just gave it to a family or whatever, that wouldn't be a big deal. So I talked to a friend about it right. and he's like, well, if you did that, the government's going to tax you on everything you raise because you have to claim that as income. I'm like, well, that's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) So what I ended up doing was talking to uh, Impact and I believe I haven't got final confirmation. Please, (laughs) if anyone hears this, uh, the XJL is going to allow me to raise the money through them to donate to a local family or St. Jude's. I'm still working out the details on the back end for that. But that that is all, you know, soliciting donations, once you have that, that's a huge problem. Um, right. Finding volunteers is another problem. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for a long time, I've done probably about 25 river cleanups now in the last two years. Um getting permission wow. from the mayor and then the county commissioners to expand upon that and, and do it on my own, you know, animals come out and help. 
helped uh, the kids, the bigger kids come out and help. It, it can be a little dangerous, but I'm lifeguard trained. Um, you know, I, I had the skills. To, yeah. I've seen some of your yeah. posts. On um, yeah. But I have the skills to do it, so they love me to do it. You brought some tires oh, I've got out, tires maybe. here at home. I train with them now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I remember you uh, mentioning, I think, in some of your Facebook posts, um, I think how I think you and Animal had pulled out, like, I, I think some tires, some old sofas and others, like yeah. odds and ends and stuff. In the river that gets into the county water supply. And it's a hell of a workout, I'll tell you that. Ask animal. My first river cleanup really got me. Actually, that was another proud moment. Um, I was out with the city. The city put together a volunteer effort, and I love going and doing coordinated mm -hmm. efforts with normal people. You gray man, no mask, whatever you want to call it, because I learned so much and I can network and connect with people. And I think that's it's not a problem that I have, but I think some of the community might have that problem because they feel they have to mask up. And it's going to be a barrier because you're not going to be able to learn how to coordinate. You won't make those connections like I did with the, yeah. uh, the mayor and the city and county commissioners to allow me to basically go clean up a river anywhere in the county I want. Um, I even set up a Facebook right. page for locals to report it. And um, because of how nasty and dirty and wet it is, you know, some of my gear isn't really set up for Waterproof. I have kind of my own setup just for river cleanups. We've done so many. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I, I can, um, I can definitely understand that. Because in Harrisonburg, we actually have this um, river called um, Black's Run, and the reason it's called Black's Run oh. is because there's a lot of blackness inside yeah. the river. Yeah, and um, there are a couple of groups that tried to do a blacks run cleanup, but that's not very often. Um, and, and there's not a lot of that posted on social media or even mentioned a lot in the city. It's like once well, in a blue moon. I can tell you it starts but, with a spark um, and we, and that's part yeah. of what I think in my eyes, what the RLSH community is. It's not a spark to, you know, um, get people, you know, to follow you like an influencer. It's a spark to motivate your community and to motivate uh, others in the, in, in the RLSH community to go out into their communities and do stuff. Um, because when you do, you right. know, that's when you get more hands. Um, <clears throat> there is a river cleanup I did recently where we'll call him Bookworm is his unofficial code name. He kind of figured it out and, you know, pokes me in public when we go out, you know, to city events and whatnot, and we see each other on the street, but, you know, it inspired him, and he, he finally made it out to a river cleanup. Now, there was this pastor who had um, waders on, right, and that, that kind of seals in the freshness uh -huh. and the heat, you know, but he just had gallbladder surgery. He didn't tell right. anybody. He was on these meds, and we're three-quarters of the way through this thing. Oh. And it's just me and him because, you know, they left me behind to get some of the heavier lifting done and get it in the canoe that this man was paddling. Well, he stopped and he goes, man, I don't feel uh -huh. good. And he took off his, his, um, cause I couldn't see it until he took his, uh, life vest off and he was just soaked. He was so dehydrated. He was basically a heat casualty. So I identified it. We got some, Ooh. uh, we dipped some cloth in the river and cooled him down. And we had to basically me and him push him. Um, 
I think it was a mile and a half upstream. So we had to fight the current and there's rocks and, and, you know, he, he was basically laying there in and out of consciousness. He was so dehydrated and, uh, we got him out of there and I, he's like, <laughs> the weather just changed here. And I kid you not last week we had our first like 50, 50 degree day. And he messaged me. He's like, when are we doing it again? Uh-huh. You know, that's the, that's the kind of spark. <laughs> that that you can inspire in a person um patting someone on the back giving them like real advice like how to solicit socks from bombas or you know um going to take a first aid class right right that's true and and um on the um on the bombas um socks there there is an RLSH um, that actually covers um, Habomba socks, and he has been doing the <laughs> Chicago Hope for a number of years. On Facebook, you can find him as Dan Hunter. Um, yes. Dan Hunter, and his RLSH name is I, I know he had one and then he changed it. So I'm it is Patrioteer. Patrioteer. Okay, there we go. Patrioteer. And basically how it works well, is you contact them. Here's the other thing. You Pixie them, and hey, Ace got some too. Right? I mean, between those two hopes, I believe, my, my numbers could be wrong, but I believe it's nine to 10,000 pairs of socks. Oh, yes. okay. Now that I did and not know. And fun fact, um, what we don't use at Chicago uh Dan often will say, like, look, I can only store so many socks in my basement. And, you know, some of us will petition. Like, I I petitioned him, uh, and um, we arranged for shipping. But we sent 200 pairs of socks to a young young lady that's, like, I think 12 in Michigan that was putting together care packs for the homeless. Mm-hmm. But I also – that's because I had also had solicited from him uh, – about a hundred pairs animal got about another 50 pairs. I had so many pairs that I just sent dark guardian socks out in New York that I saw this little girl. I'm like, Dan, can, can we please send this little girl some socks? But you know, and it's that little <laughs> thing. And I, now this little girl is going to be doing it again this year. She's already asked for more socks. That's, that's that spark I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, and 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 see when you create that spark, you're going to have people that are going to be interested in it, and but they're going to want to get on the ball, and and you know, in the long run, you know, you want to continue to, you know, keep that spark going because if you if you start to kind of, and and I I've seen this myself as well, and I'm sure you have, but. When you kind of lax off on the spark, it'll begin to kind of dwindle out and you won't have people like primarily excited as how they used to be the very first time. However, you have people that are like all going fiery passionate about it and they they will they will carry on that spark. And so you know that is that that's that's one of the that's one of the best things that I like seeing about this because you know it's one of the things that keeps it going. Like for instance, okay, 
Um, like one organization I can think of is the American Red Cross. Okay, back when it first started, you know, um, it, it was it was relatively small at, at the beginning, but then it began to grow, and that's because you have people that are, have have shown interest in wanting to help out and you know donate and save someone's life and just being a you know helping out in the in the general community of, of wherever they live and you know um um has united way is the same well, i know a lot of people that want to bash so, on the red cross but there but are other they're actually i can't fault them they still do work we all have our flaws i could point to a dozen people in, in the rlsh community that that do good work but then they are also doing this or say certain things or do certain things that i want to fault them for but i can't because they're doing the good work you know there was a time during world war ii the red cross actually charged they used to give um uh overseas they used to charge for coffee and donuts to the veterans and that's like a big walk into any vfw and they will they do not like the red cross and when you ask their opinion they'll say we shouldn't have to pay for coffee and donuts. And it's it's still going to this day. Um, and then anyone I believe yeah. that is homosexual is not welcome in their shelters. But I'll tell you what, just this last month, and I shared it out on my civilian page, we just started a shelter and it's better than nothing. Yeah. I'm I'm not, oh, wow. I don't I don't oh, like that they do that, that, but they're still helping people. Oh yeah, yeah, it, like uh, yeah, because um, because I can think of some myself, and um, the the uh, there's always going to be something said about shelter programs and stuff, and I know, um, you know, the Salvation Army, you know, that is one of the ones and. Um, local ones that I know of is um, one, actually two, two in Harrisonburg. Um, one's called Mercy House, and another one's called Open Doors. Open Doors is a little bit different. It's a, it's, it's a seasonal um, emergency shelter. And you know what? So, if you're ever having trouble with the spark um, with your team or any anyone listening, their team or their friends, um, there's something called the Helper's High, and I've seen it with my my children and I, I turned animal onto this and there's a lot of uh, shelters that have like a soup kitchen. Now I know I've seen like the, the British guys in the UK initiative do a soup kitchen, but I really don't see a lot of people doing it. Right. That, that is true. And, and you really don't find many places um, doing it a whole lot. Like they, um, used to because because uh, because at one point it was well actually it's trying to become a big thing again but it's it's a kind of a kind of a sketchy area because you're trying to find trying to find the right people who will care and who will really step up to the plate to really you know to, you know do what they can to, to do their part for, for the community because I know let me see. Right. Salvation Army does one of them. We'll see if your spark um, is starting to go down. You're um, feeling it. You're not feeling. You're just not feeling it. Um, I kind of have what I call standbys. Right. Any uh, an, an activity that's RLSH related that I can jump on if I have the time. Right. Um, river cleanups is one, and soup kitchens right. are the other, especially in the winter, because you know I can't I can't go jump in the in the river. Mm-hmm. But it's it's great because I I can't use my kids as an excuse. 
they literally love going. And I, I, I sometimes right, right. Uh, get asked, you know, hey, dad, when, when are we going to go feed the people? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let me mm-hmm. see if I can get us in. And and it's and it's when I got animal in, <laughs> God, that, that kid changed almost overnight doing that. Um, you know, he'd been down, it'd been a while since so he did something. You know, it's not like we're gonna go out patrol. I it was a soup kitchen, and it's that connection you form working right. with the people, uh, both receiving and the recipients. You know, I try and keep the pictures not so about the clients, but you know it is. But I'll tell you what. Um, violence does happen at those soup kitchens, and I'm yes, yes, they do. I'm yeah. nicknamed uh, not only my block pit bull that bled over into uh, uh, the soup kitchen. I'm I'm nicknamed the uh, the pit bull at the soup kitchen because I bring out the food, but because I know so much about who's who through my wife and I don't know, being a nosy neighbor or whatever. But you know, there'd be times like, no, 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 the kid shouldn't take it to that gentleman. <laughs> He's a he's a he's a sex offender. Why don't you let me take it over there? Mm-hmm. But right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's that's been one of the that's been one of the biggest um, things I think too because um, you know I the sexual predators. You know, um, I honestly try not to you know hate sexual predators but the fact that they have it on their well, record that's going to really label them for the rest of their life if they don't if, I think if, if they can't take you're it on to something that, you know i've had that epiphany several times where i'll see a, a known sex offender in a homeless shelter because that thing on his record mm-hmm. uh, i don't know being a victim myself i yeah. i kind of think they're getting what they get but at the same time it's like watching someone being tortured and not being able to do anything about it Yeah, especially if they're trying to find a place to live or even get a job, you know, because because, you know, I, I, I know of some that have been denied a job because of that status on their record. And right now they're actually homeless themselves and they're not doing the best like they really want to. But at least they're trying and they're not giving up. So, you know, that 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 right there does does say something. It's, but, it's hard not to um, let my compassion I mean, you know, override my common sense. Right. You know, part of me wants to rip that's his true. thumb off. That, the other true. part of me wants to make sure he's, you know, at least got a warm meal in him before he goes and tries to find a place right. to crash for the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And see, one of my personal um, things that I go by, you know, I... I really try my best to never judge anyone. And that's hard, because, isn't it? Um, because, that's really you know, hard. I, I huh? It is. It is. And, and you know, you know, it, 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 it's just something I was raised up on. You know, I was raised up to not, you know, judge someone, you know, you know, judge not. You should not be judged, you know. And, you know, of course, following her, the golden rule, you know, doing to others yeah. would you have them doing to you and so you know it, it's it's what's your it's what's your grandmother it's hard to do that. uh a and... christian too <laughs> i think that's why i like yes it. i believe she was yeah yeah okay we got that in common <laughs> and 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 you know 
I, um, you know, I, 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 I try to really do my best to be a positive influence to other people. You know, you're trying to show them, look, you know, violence ain't the answer. You know, don't don't judge someone just because they're doing this or they're saying that, you know, man. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I honestly try to do my best. And even and, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I, I do have my moments where, you know, I might feel discouraged or down and is at times like that, you know, I'll either, you know, be by myself for a little while or talk to a friend because talking, talking, talking to a friend does help. It does help a lot. And because um, like, like, well, gotta, like I mentioned earlier, you know, that's why I like when I'm talking friends to you, like you, people from different walks of life, <laughs> raised differently, different religions. It doesn't matter because well, having a different perspective is, yeah. is ideal. Um, like I said, and that's why I yeah, lean so heavily exactly. on impact. I mean, I'm sure he's tired of me calling, but half the time it's, you know, it's like, man, tell me what I need to do, Maury. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, and, and, and see, oh, with everything that's been going on right now, you know, I think it's really a good time to really start showing compassion, especially with the current events, because uh, which is actually the next thing that we're going to talk about here just briefly, because we're actually yeah, over I the time that I, I wish they wanted this. to do. <laughs> but, right. So um, quick topic, um, right quick. And then I got one other question I'm going to ask you towards the very end of this, but, um, but, so on the media, there's a lot of talk going on and also by word of mouth about the COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. And there's been a lot of stuff um, go- going on with that. Uh, a lot of stores are definitely going down with the, you know, people people going in, getting stuff off the shelves. There's hard, I, 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 I would not even imagine right now that if I went to my local Walmart, they're probably might not be a whole lot in the food area. That's, and that's actually and why stuff, uh, my wife and I are laughing but, um, a little bit because uh, we stopped eating meat uh, about October. And that's the only thing that's left is the vegan uh-huh. stuff. So <laughs> I don't mean to make light of a serious event. Forgive me. And, and, and see. Oh, no, no, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, I mean, you know. Oh, the 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 president has definitely declared this as a um, well. I know for in, here in Virginia, yeah. um, I know the governor has declared it as a pandemic. Um, but I believe I think it was the, the also uh, said it as well. I think it was but, who the uh, World Health Organization that actually labeled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, I think. Yeah, and and. I know for a fact that, that the CDC is now, there's also been some new information coming to light well. here recently. Um, um, if you don't mind me hitting it, yeah. um, so everyone thinks it is a oh, go ahead, go ahead, elder person's disease, and those with uh disabilities and the extremely young. Um, however, reports from Italy, um, um, and Iran, uh, is it's it's hitting those 35 to 40. Uh, they're saying it's those with respiratory ailments. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was on the Joe Rogan podcast recently. 
Um, he's a disease specialist. He basically said that uh, America has a unique hurdle that none of these other countries do because we're America, and that's that's obesity. And there's, he's saying that um, those that are uh, a little obese might have some problems fighting this off as well because of the respiratory ailments that it can lend due to the condition. Um, I know oh. most major sports teams are shutting down. Um, schools are shutting down the entire state of Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana is talking about it, though that's not public info yet. Um there's a lot of panic going on and a lot of people are curious. I was, I was actually wondering what you thought, you know, those in the community could do. Well, I was actually, I was actually going to share some, some, um, some safety uh, prevention tips actually. Um, I, I, I recently actually created a, 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 a COVID-19 awareness um, leaflet handout because we're going to try to um, do a COVID-19 awareness campaign um, hopefully um, this this coming Friday and Saturday because um, this was actually an idea that me and Mr. Extreme had discussed. Uh, this is just a suggestion. Friday. And so, um, um, so maybe not uh, hand them out because it can be transmitted from objects for up to two hours, maybe you should hang them up. I'm, I'm an idea That's guy. And I, and I mean that with respect. Okay. Right, right, right. I actually, I actually appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, and people are so, going to be apprehensive of um, receiving and stuff from again, people right now. Yeah, that that's true too. That's very very true. Um, I, I was and and so so the the leaflet information that I have and and again th this is stuff that's been provided by the CDC and so um, now right now there is no current nope. uh, there's currently no vaccine to there prevent is not. the COVID nineteen right now um, and so. Right. And um, and the virus is thought to spread mainly from person to person um, between people who are in close contact with one another um, within about six feet um, um, through resp respiratory droplets produced um, when an infection. Uh, I'm sorry, an infected person coughs or sneezes. So, you know, in that, you know, if you're coughing or sneezing, you know, um, if you got a handkerchief, use that or if you, you know, you know, cover your mouth um, or nose with your sleeve or something like that. Try, try to avoid your hand. I mean, if you have to do it, but try to use your sleeve, um, you know, and then of course, clean your hands often. That is a big thing. Clean your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Count to 20 if you have to, especially after you've been in a public place or blowing your nose, coughing or sneezing, like I just mentioned a moment ago. Um, if soap and water are not readily available, it. use hand sanitizer. Um, but no, make someone sure... sent me a screenshot right. of hand yes, sanitizer exactly. for $25 um, for the small bottle on Amazon today. That's yeah. ridiculous right there. That One is... of the little pump bottles, yeah. Well, one small bottle? Man, okay. And, and But 
But with now, now with the hand sanitizer, you got to make sure that it's at least yep. 60% alcohol. Um, and also, you know, cover and, you know, during that cover all surfaces of your hands, rub them together until they feel dry. Don't be just, you know, you know, putting it on your hands, doing it and then wipe the excess off your pants. No, 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 yep. no. You, you put that stuff on your hands until it is dry. And so, um, and then, you know, avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth with unwashed uh, hands. A friend of mine told um, me avoid contact. I'm, I keep close to catching myself trying to touch my face and stuff. Uh, the advice I got from a friend was to use your wrist bone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And when, um, you know, try to avoid close contact <coughs> with people who are sick. Uh, put a distance between you and you, like yourself and other people uh, if COVID-19 is spreading in your community, especially this is especially important for people who are at higher risk um, of um, well, here's getting, the other you know, thing we need to remember. Very sick. Um, um, and so, this incubates over the course yeah. of a week. You might have it and not even realize it. So every, everything he just said applies to people yeah. that don't feel sick. It's best if anybody listening just washes right. their hands, exactly. takes care, kind of not isolate People got jobs, they got yes. bills to pay, banks aren't going to care, so you still got to pay, you know, but you you got to isolate yourself right. somewhat. That's I great. mean, you're going to have to go out and get supplies. We all know it. But but keep a distance. Oh, um, yeah. Because yeah. it incubates Definitely. over a week. And, and during that week, you can pass it on to a bunch of people. Yeah. And that's that's the reason why they called it a pandemic. And why they're having such trouble controlling it? Yeah, yeah, and 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 like you know, if um you know stay at home if you're sick, you know, and and um, also you know with that you know you, you just got to really make sure, um you know. But now now seek medical care if you have to, you know, you know. But you know primarily stay at home if you're sick, but except if you're going to get a medical care, because once you get medical care, you know, it's in the hands of the medical professionals. I myself am a medical professional myself. You know, I, I, you know, I currently work as a home health care nurse. I've had training working in a nursing home. I had some, I've had some EMT training in the past. I even took a pharmacology class at a local, um, a community college in Harrisonburg as well. Plus I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my credentials back as a BLS instructor, which means basic life support. It's just basically the first day CPR instructor. Well, through the American the other Press thing everyone needs to realize. And, and so, um, as long as we stay calm, this won't get too bad. But, but when right. we have these situations, this is when RLSH should probably intervene this cannot be passed from blood um good a, a good way of testing right. yourself or figuring out if somebody does have it is believe it or not a runny nose a runny nose is not coronavirus and it's a good way to determine if it's just like the flu or seasonal right. allergies don't don't take a cough for granted it could be a smoker's cough right. it could be a lung condition it could be any number of things. Um, 
Right. And I was just I was just going to say, you know, um, some of the um, some of the symptoms of COVID-19. It's a a dry call. You know, the the, dry these may appear two to 14 days. Right. Right. It'll have um, it'll be fever, cough and also shortness of breath. Those those are those are the following symptoms right there. And this may appear. Two to two to fourteen days after exposure, and so, um, so, you know, off and on, you know, I I cough off and on, but that's partly because of me having asthma, and so, um, that's not that's not even anything related to coronavirus because I even asked my own PCP or my my um my personal doctor, you know, you know, I asked them about that, and so, um, there are links that you can go to. Um, to fight off the COVID nineteen. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. I screwed up on that part. Um, there are links for information about uh, about COVID nineteen, and one of them is the CDC website, which is uh, which is www.cdc.gov, and also for the World Health Organization, there is the. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up very quick here. Okay, it's uh, www who.int and you know you can go to those links and you can actually see um, more information about COVID-19 um, also it'll sh- it'll have more um, updates and people can also download the CDC app and also the um, World Health Organization app because I do believe they have one available for the Google Play Store and also the Apple um, um, App Store as well and Speaking of apps, I promised someone in the RLSH community that I would do this for them. Um, the RLSH community has come a long way from then to now. There's still some rough areas, but generally it's good despite what Citizen Tiger mentioned earlier about, you know, some, you know, separate thoughts and opinions and stuff, but, and other things, but the RLSH community, um, for the longest time, for about five years, we've had this special site called RLSH.net. This is ran by She's- another real-life superhero named Discordia. She's had the site running for a very long time, and she's really good, really great person. And she just recently released um, an app through Google for RLSH.net, and that app is free. It's available for download in the Google Play Store. Um, RLSH.net is basically like Facebook, but the difference is, unlike Facebook, having this whole fake name profile thing going on, and then your your accounts get shut down and stuff. Well, RLSH.net is days. different. You can actually have your pretty sneaky, sis. Right, exactly. So this <laughs> exactly and. And you can you can actually have your um, RLSH name on there if you want to. And the best part of it is you won't get hassled about your name. You can keep your name on there for as long as you want. You can change it to however you want. You can, you know, you ain't, you ain't got to worry about your account being shut down. And so, um, and, you know, it, but um, look it up on the Google Play Store, RLSH.net. It's right there. They... Matter of fact, the app was it just was. released. Uh, what was it? Last month, I think it was. 
Yeah. So it, it's still brand new. And of course, if you have any other questions or concerns about the app, you can always contact um, Discordium. Um, I will provide information about that email um, and down the road. Um, and, um, and so, but it, I, I've downloaded it to my phone and I love it. I, I love it because I get notifications and everything else. Um, and keep in mind, the app is still new. So personally, I think it's great. Um, there are, um, you can send friend requests and comments. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna that. have to just like Facebook. Get her just like a Facebook. glass of cranberry and you can juice also or something it. because uh, she does some amazing work. She really does. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, she she has also created a RLSH wiki page, which is basically a directory of just about almost every available RLSH that we've known of thus far, including those that we have maybe haven't heard of. And also there's, there's also previous ones that used to be active, but is no longer active. Um, and again, this, this is, this, this is just a, a, a rough list of, 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 of who's around right now. Now there, of course, nearly every day there's new ones popping up, but the problem is that some, no. Some come and goes, so she you might, know some kind of flake out. She might beat but me they for don't this. Stay long. She's probably right going to beat me for this. Me, citizen She asked right. about the house fire, um, and she, uh, I provided her with evidence of it happening. So, some of the verified facts. That's the other thing that's great about it is it can help you go. Oh, that really did happen, or that did not happen, or that is still waiting to have evidence provided. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, she, well, man, she put I, out I a news site too, didn't she? RLSH news. To, like the thanks. And yes. Yes. Yes, she did. As a matter of fact, um, not only did she do the wiki page, but she also did RLSH news. It's a digital magazine. Um, and also a new site, and there will be articles posted on there. There'll be um, exposés and everything, pretty much in between. Um, and all of um, the 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 wiki page and and the RLSH news um, website and everything is also all of that is also available on the RLSH.net app as well. And so. Um, that and, and 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 it's been there to provide easy one of the things you can do with the news is, and uh, so you can because message the, in the, past uh, had, the the website uh, with an activity or an outreach or something you've done and they'll do a story on it. yeah yeah exactly exactly and 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 so there have been some people um actually helping out to provide articles and um I myself have been trying to contribute to it because I've been trying to find a little um little um, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 a comic nerd <laughs> so none I'm trying to find little books. a little humorous um comics and none of us and, read and comic stuff books we went out and spent all of our money on candy and huh? records. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, as a kid growing up, I used to watch Static Shock. So, you know. So, what was that last question you were going to ask me? (laughs) But, yeah. So, uh, the very last question is 
Do you have a message um, to give to the I'm going to leave the COVID thing out and pretend like this is just going to be a normal week. I don't know if it's going to help their nerves or my my, my nerves Mm -hmm. more. But, you know, you can make this whatever you (laughs) want it to be, but you're going to have to do some work to get Mm -hmm. there, whether it be study, whether it be you know, a little bit, you don't have to take fitness like, like myself and many others do. Um, there are opportunities to help in your community. If you look, uh, there are people out there that need you. It doesn't have to be straight out of a comic book. Um, an observation a friend of mine did that kind of follows along once, you know, uh, war stories or whatever, uh, from some of my misadventures. Um, it's basically like some of the stuff you do isn't like in a comic book. It's kind of like, like the holiday special, like where the Avengers go out and they, they take food to the, or they go work in a soup kitchen or something, you know, um, and it only happens every once in a while, but it doesn't have to. Right. Those are the yeah. things that keep that spark going until the bigger things come around. You know, if you just wait around for a hope to come around, you're just going to be miserable all year and you can only ride that wave of endorphins from from doing that to keep doing good because it it takes motivation self-motivation to do this um and you can't it does yeah and you don't even have to go to a different location to do hope if you want you know you you could start something in your own local area yeah exactly so, you know, and, you know, you know, you got to got to have a self-motivation and, you know, when other people see that or cheer, oh, they'll be and sometimes you need that and, cheer to do you good know, you, it could lead to bad things, you, don't get me wrong, but if, if you got someone that even gives you like, just, it sounds dumb, but a like, you did something, you get a like, well, guess what? I think that's a great thing because that spark gets a little wind on it and, and, and it's going to be a bigger spark because you're going to want to go out and do it again. Mm-hmm. If, if it's real. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Every time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ninjas, nothing about, ninjas. Oh, I stopped five thugs from doing no, where do So you stop five ninjas one week, yes. you get, you get a <laughs> like, and you're going to go out and do it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, that's great. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but um but but yeah, in general, you know, you know, you can help make a positive difference in your community. It doesn't have to be something big or tremendous. It can be something small and simple. Some, That's right. Sometimes the simplest things can make a big impact to someone else. And and you know, I, I've 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 seen my share of this since I've started being an RLSH years ago. And I think let me see, on the official part, let me see, I'm almost I'm almost at a ten year vet myself. And so. Altogether, well, actually, altogether, it would actually be ten years if you count the uh, the 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 unofficial status. But 
on the official status. I'm almost at a 10 year vet and I love doing this, you know, yet, yet I do want to make it clear, you know, don't just make all of us hate your job. Cause you know, it, no, no. And, and the reason I say that is I've had some people contact me saying, Oh, I'm going to just be an RSH for the rest of my life. Well, that's good. But how are you going to sustain yourself? You got to have a second job, like an yes. actual job that actually pays so you can have the funds to, you know, first off, take care of yourself for like a house, car, bills and other things that you got to pay. And then, you know, save some stuff aside to, to whatever you need for like, you know, if you want to get some gear or if you want to get food for yourself or for your outreach or whatever, you know, but have your priorities set first and, you know, and, you know, do RLSH second, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. My first piece Mom of gear was a black kid. hat. That was my first piece of gear. Um, later on. Oh my God. I had All a those very terrible plastic boxed ones you get at Walmart kit. for um, like 10 like, bucks um, in the hunting and fishing section. <laughs> actually actually mine was mine was about um mine was actually about it was a zip up pouch but it was a very small right. one and originally it was used for something else i forget what it was exactly but but i had that on my belt and i had some black blue jean pants and i had some black sneakers and i had a small small one vial of uh pepper spray and that was it. I didn't even have a flashlight no, or anything I've, else. I've and, served you know, as a it, cut it took man. me a long I'll, time to build my gear up. Real quick before and, I um, if you get a sports-based, like, I, it doesn't have to be like a tackle box like like a cut man would have in a, in a boxing match. Uh, um, you know, I mean, you don't need a swelling iron or any of that stuff. But if you get right. a sports-based, they're going to have what's called smelling salts. If you do get those, take that out. Yes, I've heard of that. Because those can break in in running and okay. general roughitude of being an RLSH. And if those break and get in your gauze and you're going to go and try and help somebody and they reek of ammonia, yeah, okay. you're going to have a bad night. Um, yeah, I can I can understand that. I can, I can see that too. And you know what? You know what? I think that we'll also do another episode concerning um you know you know rlsh gear what to carry what not to carry ideal stuff and tips and and, and whatnot just to you know what i would of, like um, just give to, a general just to idea hear, as to what and i to think carry what some other people need to hear you know how i said people learn from others mistakes well no one's ever done a like a gear fails episode yeah. Where people own up to their fails, they're funny, they're true, hopefully not tragic. But I think people will get a, you know, oh, I've done that too. And they might be, you know, right. open about telling the truth. <laughs> okay. You know what? We'll do that. As a matter of fact, um, we can do that. We, you know what? We can do that next week, actually. We can... Um, we can um, do that on next week's um, show, and 
what I'll also do is I will message other people and you can too. Um, yep. A CT, you know, you, you can also message, message some other people and ask them if they want to um, also join in the, in next week's um, That'd be great. segment. And we can definitely <laughs> discuss that. I'd love that. to hear. I, I would like and I'll to read some. <laughs> they're, they're, they, they love to tell them in private. But I think they need to be public oh, because right. I still, I learn more from it because I remember it. Like, oh, I shouldn't do that. So-and-so yeah. did that. I can't do that. Right, right. Okay, so so next gear week's fails, segment yes. will be what? A gear fails and also <laughs> gear fails and also tips on what to carry and what not to carry um, ideal items to have on patrols and outreach and whatnot. So I'll, I'll of course, that's not going to be one whole title. I'll, I'll definitely simplify the title. We'll just do a gear, gear fails and um, sounds good. Ideal things to carry with you for any situation. How about that? <laughs> All right. Well, citizen tiger, I appreciate Anytime, you bud. coming on this show. I, I really appreciate it. Um, next week, yeah, yeah. Next week we will be having um another episode posted, and you can also follow RLSH 2.0 Radio on Facebook and Twitter. And with 